ուրախ նյութ եմ ուզում ծերեց մեջ տեղ տնեմ, որ նորից եկեղեցուն կապ ունի, որ այս տարի մենք շատ ենք տրամասին խոսեցել։ I want to preach something which is good and positive and it's connected with the church and we have had many preachings about that this year. Եվ եկեղեցու դիրքի պաշտոնի մասին եմ ուզում մի համար կարդամ ծեր ամար։ I want to read a verse showing what the position and the status of the church is. Որ ինչ է եկեղեցու պաշտոնը և դիրքը։ What is the status of the church and what is the duty of the church? First Peter 2nd 9. There are many duties that can be carried out in the church, but five of them are mentioned here. Սուր պասկ սեպական ժողովուրդ, որ կարոզեք նրա արկավությունիցը, որ ձեզ խավարից կանչեց իր զարմանալի լույսի մեջ։ Վրստ պիտր 2-9 But you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people belonging to God. That you may declare the praises of Him who called you out of darkness into His wonderful light. Yes, Yisumem. Tariner aras vur parskastane ink aprum mi khum shat lav yertasar neri tekan izmot vur shat usahatein. I remember a long time ago when we were living in Iran, a group of young people came to visit me. They had lost their hope. They were very despondent. Yeviran ket chayin imanum vur inchuen husat. And they didn't know why they were feeling like that. They had lost their joy. And they were not leading a victorious life in Christ. But they were very nice young people belonging to Christ. And very faithful. And whatever questions I put to them, the answers were yes. Uh, I asked them, do you read the Bible every day? Do you pray every day? They said yes. Do you attend meetings regularly? Yes. Are you sure that your relationship is on a good fitting with the Lord, footing with the Lord? Արդյոք նվիրատվություն տաստանորդ անում եք, աստուխոսկն ազանդում եք այու։ Ոչ մեկ եվ we find ourselves sad. I spent a few days in prayer with them 
And the Lord gave an answer to us. Gave us an explanation what the reason was for that sadness. Uh, there was no spiritual mistake or reason. The only reason was that they had forgotten what their standing was in the Lord. Uh, therefore that resulted in us studying that relevant word, uh, part of the Bible about spiritual standing and realize that what a high position we have in the Lord I remember um, in those few months, we read more than 50 verses about the position of a believer. And then the church was uplifted to heaven. There was so much joy. I realized that we are children of God. We are his heirs. We are his ambassadors. We are his relatives. We are his saints. We are his righteous ones. We are his victorious ones. We are his bride. We are his flock. We are his body. Uh, we are his nice uh, perfume. Uh, we are his written word alive. We are the apple of his eye. When we read again, we see that um, similar things are mentioned in this verse. Uh, you might argue and say that the word of God says all these things, but I don't feel it within myself. Do you know when we can experience it and feel it? When we believe what the word of God says to be the truth. And to live in that truth. What does it say in here? Um, Peter, the first of all, says you are his chosen people. We are his chosen people. Amazing. He has given us the privilege to be his chosen ones. I know that this is an issue with some people. How can it be that he has chosen us, but he hasn't chosen the others? And somebody else might argue and say, well, if I'm not a chosen one of God, then what is my fault? Good for you that you are one of his chosen ones, but I am not one of them. Uh, do you think God has chosen some of us to go to heaven and the rest to go to hell? Naturally, that is not so. I will give you an example so this becomes very clear for you. 
imagine if there is a board or, or a banner outside the church saying that we are calling all the ones to the church. Uh, because the, the ones who have been called are many. God has called every one of us. When people are walking past the street, they see the writing on that banner. Because it's on the outside of the And it's very apparent. Some people pass by very Some people laugh at it when they look at it. Some people start speaking against it. Some people say, okay, maybe one day we'll give it a try. But some become very interested and they enter the church. And then inside the church, there's another writing that you cannot see from outside. Inside the church, it says we are welcoming the chosen ones of God. Those who accepted his free invitation become his chosen ones. It is not so that God has chosen some for heaven and some for hell. He has invited every one of us to eternal life. Uh, it is not his wish that even one person should end up in hell. But those who accept this free invitation, automatically they become his chosen ones. And it is natural that all knowing God knows who would accept his invitation and who would reject it. Uh, but his knowledge has no influence in our free will. Those of us who accept that free invitation automatically become part of the chosen one. Uh, what Peter says here, the um, verses that are mentioned here, is only for the Israelites in the Old Testament. Uh, but in the New Testament, the new Israel, that is the whole of the church, is mentioned. In the Old Testament, he was telling the Israelites that you are the chosen race. But now, the Lord is telling the church, you are the chosen race. Uh, God chose the Israelite, the race of Israel, so that he can introduce himself to other nations through them. 
And we are his chosen ones that through us we can get others to become part of his people. And Jesus said, you are not the ones who chose me, I chose you. How fantastic it is if we grasp the truth and realize that we are his chosen ones. Not because of our worth, but because of his grace. The second thing that is mentioned, you are a royal priesthood. Are we priests? This is where we have a difference. The Protestant churches differ from the Catholic churches. Uh, the Catholics believe that the priests are a special people. But the Bible clearly teaches us all those who are in Christ are a royal priesthood. And the same duty and responsibility the Lord has given to the Israelites. You are priests. And live in the duty of your priesthood. But what does it mean to be a priest? We think that a priest is a, a holy father or somebody who wears that outfit. Or only the shepherd of the church. But every one of us have been called to the duty of royal priesthood. Uh, a priest means Pentecost. What does it mean? I think a karmunchi sarkoch. Somebody who builds a, a bridge and creates a relationship between two and brings reconciliation. The Lord has called us to the duty of priesthood so that we become the means to reconcile men with God. We have this responsibility on behalf of God, but we have the responsibility on behalf of our church also. What a glorious service is this that the Lord has granted us. Uh, to be someone who intervenes between man and God to put man and to give the message of peace and reconciliation amongst men. This is a duty and responsibility that has been given to every one of us. The third thing that is mentioned we are kings. Um, in the true translation it says you are a royal priesthood who has the duty of kings uh, you are priests that live in the duty of 
You are both a king and a priest. Do we believe that we are kings? Have you realized that in the book of Genesis, twice when he created man, he said to man that rule over the whole of the world. It is true when man fell into sin, he lost that position. But through the work of Jesus Christ, we have acquired that position and we have to live in that position. Are we convinced we will believe that we can live in that status? Not only Jesus Christ is king of kings, but he has given us a part to be in that kingship. Uh, in the book of Ephesians, it says that uh, through Jesus Christ, the Lord has given us resurrection and has placed us in uh, mighty places. And in the same way that he's placed everything under the foot of Jesus, the same authority has been given us. <laughs> Maybe you might turn around and say, Brother Edward, you are saying very nice things. But which part of my life is life of a king? <laughs> I'm a wretched person. With many, many weaknesses and failings. <laughs> God wanted to cheer us up, he said something. But this is not the reality. Not only Peter mentions it here, but he mentions it in other places. In the book of Revelation, in the first chapter, verse 6, he said, By the precious blood of Jesus, he has bought us and he has placed us as king in heavenly places. In tens of places, this has been written down. What is the reason that we don't see ourselves as kings? Why? Because we lean on our feelings and emotions rather than what is said in the word of God. Napoleon was riding his horse and he wanted to descend from the horse. A very ordinary soldier started to hold the bridle of the horse so that he can descend. Napoleon liked that gesture. And he said to him, I'm grateful to you, General. He was just an ordinary soldier. And Napoleon made a mistake and called him a general. Uh, the soldier was very smart, very cunning. Uh, I'm a general to which group of the army? He was very quick. 
Արդեն Napoleon had declared that word. He couldn't take, take it So he was obliged to point to a big army and say, I want you to be the general of that. And this is a true story. And a very ordinary soldier in one second became a general. For what reason? Why? Because he accepted the word that had come out of Napoleon's lips and stood on it. Now this book, this word tells us that you are kings, but we say which yes. part of me is king? I uh, remember my departed mother many years ago while she was Shat still alive. She was a very good believer. She always read the word of God. She prayed. She went to church. Uh, she suffered with despondency. Often she had no hope. But nevertheless, she was faithful to Jesus. I wasn't living in the same city as my mother, but I used to visit three, four times a year. Uh, and I hadn't taken her despondency seriously. Occasionally, she was joyful. There was a smile on her face. And at that time, I was to comment to my mom, Mom, you look so beautiful, you look so youthful. But her reply used to be to me, don't be fooled by this smile because soon I'm going to be visiting It might happen tomorrow, it might visit me the next day, but I feel. Yes, God, I came on I used to joke about this. And then I realized that she really used to get down and depressed. And maybe 11 months out of the 12 months of the year she was in that state. And she used to say that it comes and grips me, sits in my heart when it feels like it, Maybe for a few days it departs from me as if it's gone on holiday. I don't know what to do. I have no strength. I can't. This has been going on for years. And one day I had this conviction that no matter how, I have to deliver my mother from this state. Uh, I took one week's holiday and came to spend time with my mother. And uh, we formed an agreement that in that one week we would uh, read the Bible together, pray together, 
concentrate on the part so that she would realize what her position is in the Lord and to be delivered. Um, and we read all the positive verses from the Bible and she had a very receptive spirit in the and she became my co-worker in this act and she kept saying is there hope for me Edward is there hope I said of course mother we are the king the guest that comes and visits you is not the king he should be under your feet we have to break his leg and throw him out of the He has no right to dominate in your life. You have to be dominant over him. But he says, he's been visiting me for such a long time. It's been very long time. We are kings and we have that strength and authority to uproot him. First two or three days, we were not successful. But we continued with our purpose. I remember on the fifth day, the Holy Spirit came down on us. And we definitely felt delivered. And by very simple faith, we believed and accepted that, that we are kings and we can rule. And in the name of Jesus, we expelled that unwanted guest by all his belongings out of the house. And my mother was delivered. She did not meet with the same difficulty after that. And she lived many years after that and he enjoyed the joy of the Lord. We are the kings. We are the ones who make the decision. We are the ones who can change the conditions. We have to accept our standing in the Lord. The other thing that Peter says here, we are a holy nation. Are we holy? Which part of us is holy? Which one of us can claim to be holy? The Lord says you are holy. If you continue to say, no, I'm not holy. If you convince yourselves that you are not holy, you can never be holy. But the Lord has accepted us as holy nation. Uh, for one reason that people are not delivered from their different sins is because they don't accept and believe that they are holy. Holy means people put aside. If I accept that the Lord has separated and segregated us from the sin of the world, 
So that we can represent him and say, look, this is the son of the king. This is the royal family, represent of the royal family. Uh, but uh, that heir was very wise and she refused any of the influences of the woman. So therefore the decision that the enemies had for him had no effect or influence on him. You know what was his reply? I have been born an heir and I will die an heir. And my dignity and my status yep. goes with me. And you cannot uh, uh, foul this status. That is something from the world. What about in our spiritual life? Why is it Edward cannot lead a holy life? Because he is not convinced that he can. I remain away from his holiness. But when I realize that the Lord has called me a holy person and has placed me in a holy nation, by faith I believe that, then I can live in that holy state. Even though we have faults and weaknesses, still the Lord considers us holy. Why? Because the Lord realizes that truly from the bottom of our heart, we don't desire to have those faults. 
And we see an example of it. The Corinthian church had many shortcomings and faults, but the Apostle Paul calls them holy. Therefore, do believe and accept that you can be a holy nation. My final word, the fifth word that is mentioned here, magnificent. I don't know if it's getting through. Is it giving us joy? You are my personal people. Belong to God. A very special people that belong to God. I think Aranzdin nation set apart that I love them in a special way. This is what the church is in the eyes of the Lord. A people that belong to him. We are the bride of Christ. He is the groom. Uh, we have a special calling on behalf of God. He has a particular vigor towards us. You are like the apple of my eye. If anybody touches you as if it touches my sight. You are very precious. I have purchased you with my blood. You are my body. If someone touches you, it touches my heart. I am in love with you. You are my chosen one. Uh, when he met with Paul, he said, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? I think I'm in love what was he saying? What was he implying? When you are persecuting my people, you are persecuting me. This is how the Lord sees us. People belonging to him. I have you in the palm of my hand. You are always in the presence of my son. I have not placed you under my face. Not placed you behind my head. Behind my neck at the back so that I can't see you. How many times a day you have sight of your hand? Constantly, always. I have put you in the palm of my hand. Constantly you are in my presence. Is it possible for a mother who is breastfeeding her child to forget that child? Impossible. Even if such a mother were in existence, yes, I will never forgive, uh, forget you. My love is deeper than the love of a mother for his child. This is the God we are talking about. These are the words that he taught us. Good for you if you believe them. It will become your portion. 
And if you don't accept it, if you don't believe it, it will not become a portion of the word of God for you. What a pity. A simple faith, a simple faith, like a child. Say now, Father, I accept that I am your chosen people. I do accept that I am a royal priesthood. I do believe that I am a king in Christ. That I do believe that I am part of the holy nation. And I do believe that I am your people belonging to you. Amen. Amen. Let us pray. Especially that we are going to participate in the communion table. Anything that's become an obstacle in remembering what our position is in the Lord. Uh, anything that has uh, distorted our position in our own minds. Bring it under the blood of Jesus. I do realize that sometimes we weaken a lot. The difficulties, the pressures of life do bring us down. And then we forget who we really are. And this is the purpose of Satan. Recognize your position. Believe in your position and status. Accept it and live in it. This is the calling that the Lord has given us. Don't pay attention to other things. The church will be one day full, one day half full. It doesn't this is not something that should distort our minds or give me joy. Our body maybe one day will be healthy, one day Someone will be born in our family, someone will depart from our family. New things, good and bad, continuously go on happening in life. Let us be the word of God, which is the permanent thing in our life. The earth will pass away, but not one word will pass away from his promises. Therefore, Amen. let us stand on those promises. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Let us praise the Lord for our position. Let us praise him for these five different status that we receive. And how many other examples of it there are in the word of God. Let us stand up and praise Hallelujah. 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 Hallelujah, 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 parkas, the hallelujah, parkas.
Hallelujah. 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 